Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Root and Womb Collective podcast. This is Haley, your host. I am a holistic womb healer and a feminine embodiment guide, and I am also the visionary of Root and Womb Collective. I'm so happy and honored that you are here. Maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't, that we're playing around with the intro to the podcast a little bit. I'm trying to even figure out if I like podcasts that have the same introduction over and over and over again, or if I just want to go straight into the episode and and be here with you from the get-go. We're still playing around and exploring what really feels right, and I knew when I was getting into the podcast world that this was going to be a really big learning curve and a big exploration. I wouldn't consider myself uh, the most tech-savvy woman on planet Earth, so there's been, yeah, just a lot of lessons that having this podcast has brought me, so I just... I want to thank you for being here in the mess, in the messy middle, but I am really committed to this creation and having a safe and sacred space for really beautiful, nourishing, enriching, expansive conversations on the sacredness of the female body, womb healing, feminine embodiment, so... If you have listened and tuned in before, thank you for being here once again. And if you are new, welcome. This is a really exciting episode. This is an interview between myself and a previous client of mine, Sydney. And we recorded this episode probably about six weeks ago. And at the time of the recording, Sydney was, I believe, about 34 or 35 weeks pregnant. And at the time of the podcast being released, she will most likely have given birth. So this is, yeah, really exciting for her, for I, hopefully for you as well. And this is a type of conversation that I'm excited to have on the podcast, which is interviews between past clients and myself. And This was really sparked from the desire of really being able to showcase and share the multidimensionality of holistic womb healing and feminine healing. So Sydney and I began working together because she really wanted to reconnect to her body and her cycle prior to becoming a mother. She had gotten off birth control, I believe it was eight months or so prior to us starting our work, but her main intention was really connecting back to her womb, to her cycle, to her body, so that she could prepare herself physically, emotionally, and spiritually for the journey of pregnancy. And in this interview, Sydney really shares very vulnerably and openly about her journey of getting pregnant, of experiencing a miscarriage, and also getting pregnant again fairly quickly afterwards. And it was just such an honor to support Sydney and her journey. And 
it really made me realize how important it is to showcase the unique avenues that really call people onto this path of womb and feminine healing because I think that there is a little bit of a common misconception that we need to be experiencing physical imbalance or pain or dis-ease or extreme irregularity within our wombs in order to really deepen our journey and our understanding of the womb and of the path of the womb. And Sydney shared, shares this in the uh, end of our interview together, which is that you don't need to be necessarily struggling in order to receive support, in order to feel called onto this path. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview between Sydney and I. It was really heartwarming and just so nourishing for her and for I. And this podcast is also being released alongside the launch of my one-on-one coaching and mentorship program, Embodied Feminine Healing. And Embodied Feminine Healing is my holistic coaching program that is really centered upon reclaiming your womb, healing your cycle, and returning to your sacred female body. This journey of Embodied Feminine Healing is really for the woman who feels disconnected from their body, from their womb, from their cycle, and from their feminine essence. It's for the woman who experiences pain or dis-ease or imbalance or irregularities within their menstrual cycle or their womb. It's for the woman who is struggling with fertility challenges, hormonal imbalance, or is really desiring a sacred transition off of hormonal birth control. Similar to Sydney, this journey is for the woman who wants to prepare herself physically, emotionally, and spiritually for conception, pregnancy, and motherhood. And it's really for the woman who is desiring to anchor fully back into herself and into her womanhood. And so this is a very multi-dimensional journey that encompasses the six spirals of embodied feminine healing. I shared about those a little bit deeper in our last episode, but the six spirals of embodied feminine healing are centered upon body, womb, and spirit healing. And so the six pillars that I center within every single one of my client journeys are womb nourishment, self-intimacy, emotional alchemy, menstrual cycle wisdom, resonance and attunement, and feminine embodiment. And so if you are interested in exploring more about embodied feminine healing and healing your womb and reconnecting to your body and really ultimately returning home to your feminine roots and to your cycle, all of the information for you is in the show notes. So I hope that you enjoy this episode between my past soul client, Sydney, and I. And let me know how this episode lands within your body. I love sharing and communicating with you over Instagram DMs or via email. So I would love to hear how this interview really impacted you and what it has stirred up within you around your own womb and feminine healing journey. All right, my loves, on to the episode.
Hello, beautiful Sydney. Welcome to the Root and Womb Collective podcast. Sydney was a past client of mine, and I'm just really excited to have her share her journey with you and have her share all of the beautiful things that occurred during our work together and then after our work together. At the time of this recording, Sydney is, you're 33 weeks pregnant, right? Yes. Yes. 33 weeks pregnant. So just so many beautiful initiations, I'm sure that have occurred throughout that journey. So yeah, I'm just so grateful to have you here with me this afternoon. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're starting a podcast. This is the best ever. (laughs) We were chatting before hopping on record and Sydney actually messaged me this must have been at least a year and a half ago. Um, before we worked together. Before we worked together, exactly. And you messaged me saying, you should start a podcast. And I just shared with her, I remember exactly where I was when I read that message. I was in a Whole Foods parking lot. And it just felt so good to, to hear someone else really validate this beautiful desire that mm-hmm. I have had for such a long time. So thank you for sharing that with me, however many moons ago that was. and. To just kick off the episode, I would really love for you to just share a little bit about where you were prior to us starting our work together. If you could really paint the picture as to the relationship that you had had with your body and your cycle and your womb and really why you felt called to step into one-on-one work with me. Yeah, so... I was thinking about this and honestly, I feel like my relationship with my body and my womb was like pretty much non-existent. (laughs) I would say I was just coming out of years of like kind of not paying attention to my body, abusing it, like shame around my body, diets, birth control, alcohol, substance abuse, everything like that. Just kind of looking for a change. But I would say the main reason I really wanted to work with you at first was my fear of like not being able to get pregnant. Like I've I've kind of like always had that fear, I think, even just like when I was younger, like, oh, what if, you know, you hear people being infertile and all these different things. And I'm like, that was such a big fear of mine because I knew to my core that I wanted children and that I wanted to be a mom like my whole life. So then of course, as I got older, you know, you, you hear more things about like, you know, birth control, making it harder and all these different things, lifestyle things that make it harder to get pregnant. And you're like learning all these new things. And you're like, well, what the heck? I need to like get it together. <laughs> That's kind of just how I felt. And so I remember I, I actually followed you from a food blogger that I follow. <laughs> like she tagged you in something. And so I've been following you for a long time, but yeah, something about about like your content just really resonated with me. So I think with that kind of deep fear I had and just like internal things I was going through, I was like, okay, I need I need something like this. So I reached out to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And that fear is not just yours. I've I've spoken with so many women who have that deep fear of being infertile and not being able to become a mother because I really truly feel like there's certain women on this planet that just know from a really, really young age that motherhood is absolutely a part of this beautiful game of life. And Mm -hmm. especially when you are transitioning off birth control, you had transitioned off what, like six or eight months prior to starting our work together? I think so. Mm -hmm. I 
Yeah, maybe a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely a fear of women who have transitioned off birth control is, am I fertile? Am I going to be fertile, right? How can I really regain my optimal ovulatory function? And I feel like especially that like deep fear you can do so much like nutritional healing and hormonal balancing and all the things. But if you're still really holding on to that deep fear around pregnancy and really being able to conceive, that's mm-hmm. going to inhibit your ability to really come into like that right relationship between receiving the ability to be able to re- to conceive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was definitely a big thing that we had touched on. And I'd love for you to just share too, like the work that we did around your body and your cycle. How do you feel like that supported you and being able to have that deeper trust in your body to be able to conceive? Yeah, I think, I don't know, it brought so much clarity around so many things, like habits I, I was and wasn't doing that ultimately were harming me physically and emotionally and just kind of learning like why am I doing these things why because for for so many years I you know I wanted like a change in my life and I didn't realize how really interconnected all these things were like coming home to my body trusting my body just wanting to be in my body like how did that relate to my health my hormone health my anxiety my like depression like all these different things. So I think like something that we worked on together, which was huge was like setting boundaries and working on like, for me, alcohol was such a big thing just in my life, like with the alcohol culture now. And like, I've had such huge like shifts on that, especially since, um, like working with you and becoming pregnant, like it's, it's shown me it through like a whole new lens and I don't know, just kind of, I I just received so so much clarity around so many different things and like habits pretty much. And that's ultimately what led me like all these grounding techniques and stuff that in embodied embodiment techniques that we learned, that's really what helps ground me and trust myself and my body and my intuition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's really about coming back into trust with your body and coming back into full awareness of your body's sensation and aliveness. And a lot of times those fears of not being able to conceive and get pregnant stem just from our minds, right? Mm-hmm. It's like our mind and our ego on just constantly running and and running the show. And I find that for a lot of women, you included, when you descend down into the body and allow your body to guide you, you're able to remember that inherent wisdom that like, yes, this is a part of, this is a part of how our body's biologic and physiological design is, is here to be, right? We're designed to conceive, we're designed to have physiological natural birth, so just witnessing you in that journey was was so, so beautiful. And I know that for many, whether they've been on birth control or not, that question of am I fertile is always kind of in the background, right? Of like, am I actually going to be able to conceive? And so I really honor you in 
just being able to move through that journey with grace and compassion with yourself and support, right? Asking for support because I think there can be like shame that's wrapped up into that feeling, right? It's like, why am I feeling this? I shouldn't be feeling this. And so, yeah, just really honoring your ability to come into contact with that feeling. Yeah. It's an anxiety. Like you said, it's an anxiety and it's a fear and like something that you taught me too in our work, um, was just like getting out of my head and into my body. And, you know, we talked a lot about like what I'm doing during the day and I'm, I do computer work. So like we talked about, okay, what can you do throughout your day or after work that's going to get you out of your mind and get you like back grounded into your body? And this is such a big thing for me. And I, I'll say because it's because I'm an earth sign too. Like I'm very, like my, I want to be grounded. <laughs> and so living in my head, that's just like not, not good for me. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of realize, you know, okay, how much was I on my phone? How much was I on my TV or watching TV? How much was I on my computer and how we can like shift those habits and interweave them. And so I can still do these things, but how can I like really ground myself? And I think that's such a huge part of like getting those fears and anxieties out of your head in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone earlier, kind of along these lines of, we have to be really mindful about what we allow in to our space, into our physical space, into our energetic space. And we're all guilty of potentially spending too much time on technology and it really can drain and zap our life force. And mm -hmm. so whenever someone's having like deep anxiety, whether it's around really anything in their life, I always am like, how much time are you spending on technology? How much time are you ingesting other people's material and content and information? Because those things impact your subconscious, subconscious mind's ability to decipher what is truth versus non-truth, right? Maybe you read something online just, you know, on a Tuesday evening, not even really thinking about it, about how X, Y, and Z made it challenging for someone to conceive, right? And then you unconsciously take on that belief system without even having there be real merit in it. So those boundaries and being really clear about where you're bringing your energy to were such important pieces of our work that I feel like ultimately just really allowed you to hear your own inner voice and your own intuition to a greater degree. Mm -hmm. Also too, from like a spiritual lens, because you know, like our work is definitely rooted in physical womb healing practices, practices, but there's also a lot of like emotional and spiritual healing that is always tied into the one-on-one -on -one work that I facilitate. Can you share some of those emotional and spiritual benefits that you received from befriending your body and your womb throughout this journey? Yeah, I would say like connecting my spirituality to my body that's one of the most difficult things I learned just with like the embodiment practices but also just like trusting myself and my intuition like I don't think I'd ever been so confident or trusting in like 
my intuitions and, and my real like intuitive ability I had around certain things where as when you and I, you know, like I said, we covered boundaries a lot and that's boundaries with myself, that's boundaries with other people. You know, we talked so much about people pleasing and where, where this sort of thing stems from. So as far as a spiritual lens, I would say my spirituality grew so much just from befriending my body and my womb that it made me like, it helped me be just in tune with myself, which in turn helped my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so lovely when we can be able to come into our body and really have our embodiment practices be our spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. I really don't see the body and spirit as being separate. And I think that was actually one of the things that we dived into right when we started working together was what is the relationship that you have to your body and what is the relationship that you have to your spirit? Because these are one and the same in, in this realm. So thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's important to understand that womb healing and cycle healing also has this spiritual dimension to it and that it's not always like hard and dry and rough and fast and challenging that there is this beautiful essence of love and yeah spirituality that's woven into it yeah for sure and I sorry something else I wanted to touch on that I just thought of that I feel like kind of relates is I remember like specifically us talking about meditation and like I was like because meditation you think of as like kind of like a spiritual like mental practice right so I remember saying like, I have the hardest time like meditating and you're like, that's okay. Like that's, you don't, you don't have to meditate. Like you can do other things, you know, you can dance, you can go sit outside, you can go on a walk, like, you know, all these different things that kind of really led me into like embodiment practices and grounding. And it doesn't always have to be like up here mm-hmm. and like such a mind game. Cause that really is, I, I think a lot of people, women especially struggle with that. And that's something that we discussed as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's such an emphasis on meditation as being the only way for us to really soothe our minds and come back into peace. And there's so many different ways to practice meditation, but at least for me, the way that I learned meditation was to focus on my third eye. So close my eyes, focus on my third eye and just be really paying attention to my breath the entire time. And there's times where that practice is really supportive for me. But what I found the more that I meditated in that way was that I actually felt more disconnected from my body after a meditation session. I felt really connected to the spiritual realm, but not grounded in my body, not connected to the earth, not in tune with my womb. And so embodiment feminine embodiment, womb embodiment really invites you into exploring those different textures and flows of energy that are alive within your body. And that can be a form of meditation just as much as just like, okay, close the eyes, focus, don't think, focus, you know, that's not always supportive for people. And I think especially when we're working on bringing more awareness into the realm of the body, just practicing meditation is kind of counterintuitive to that, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're someone that lives in your head all the time and you're just 
bringing more and more and more awareness to the head, that's where all of your energy and blood is just going to flow to is, is your head. And so the practice of embodiment is really dropping down. It's a descent, right? And the feminine, she descends into her body and to the holy waters of her emotions and all the energies that are moving through her. So I'm so happy that that was like a really supportive thing for you because for me, that was really liberating to know that I don't need to just sit here and try to force something in order to feel like I'm being spiritual, right? I don't need to meditate in the name of spirituality. And we get to really create a way of connecting to our body, connecting to spirit, connecting to the earth that feels really beautiful and great for, for us, right? And so, yeah, now I have a practice of like embodiment, meditation, breath, and it's, it's all together. But yeah, like I just said, exploring a practice that really works for you and your body and your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know that throughout our work, there was, as we just talked about, there was like a lot of fears around, can I get pregnant? Am I fertile? You know, we were doing a lot of like menstrual cycle charting and seeing when you were ovulating and all the things. And I, as you shared again, you were really ready for pregnancy. Like you came into this space. Yes, I'm ready. And throughout our time together, you did end up conceiving. You did end up getting pregnant. And then shortly after that, there was a miscarriage that you experienced. Mm -hmm. And as I shared with you earlier, Sydney, just the way that you held yourself through this miscarriage was so inspiring to see. I think about that time of our relationship really often because to witness you move through those deep emotions with as much grace and vulnerability and compassion as you did was was so beautiful. And that miscarriage was kind of towards the end of our container working together. And so what was so beautiful was to really see all the tools that we had worked on together really come to use during this extremely challenging and heartbreaking situation that happened. So I would just really love for you to share your journey with experiencing miscarriage and how other women can really support themselves through any type of pregnancy loss, really, because Miscarriage is a very specific type of pregnancy loss and abortion is pregnancy loss. Stillbirth is pregnancy loss. There's many ways that women can experience a pregnancy loss. So yeah, if you just want to dive into that phase of your journey and share your wisdom, that would be so lovely. Yeah. So, um, kind of like you said, um, it, it happened towards the end of us working together. And I think often about like just where I was mentally and like how, how much like our work together probably helped me be in that space where I could like, don't get me wrong. It was like the biggest, like the worst thing I've ever gone through. And it was like the biggest heartbreak. And it was, I was like, you know, not well for a few days, pretty much like, but um, I think just being in that space mentally helped me get through it so much. And even like, you know, I could tell a difference with the way I dealt with it versus the way like my husband dealt with it, who, who 
you know, was going through like pretty much the same thing that I was. Um, but we were just kind of had different mindsets around it maybe. So thank you for pointing that out. That, that was such a huge part of it. And I feel like, um, you know, I, that really made me feel like our work together was like really for such a big reason that amongst like so many other things, but that especially. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the hardest part though, was that like, you know, after I worked together, I felt so just like ready and I was like excited. And so that's why it was like so hard because I was like, just so confused, you know, but obviously like the universe had more in store for me. And that's kind of like just the way I look at it. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about like coping mechanisms and just like appreciating what I have and learning to control like what I control. And like, I really put my trust into divine timing and knew um, I couldn't force it. Mm -hmm. I actually read this book called spirit babies, which someone pointed out to me. And this is something else I'll go into. Like I, I shared on social media about like, you know, what I had gone through, which I think opened up conversations for other people who follow me and stuff like that. Like I had so many women message me, um, just like that they had experienced the same thing. And they're like, you know, I never like talked about it or like, I just don't feel comfortable sharing it. Like, thank you for sharing this. It made me feel like it made me feel like, I don't know, like I could reach out to someone if I needed to talk to someone about it. But so someone shared this book with me um, called Spirit Babies. And that was so healing. Like it was like such a healing thing to read because it was just all about like, you know, these things, they happen for a reason pretty much. <laughs> like in a way, and and I don't think, I think a lot of people, they don't like to look at it that way, but I think the way I grieve maybe is differently. Like, a lot of people kind of get up in arms about, like, certain things people say to them, like, you know, at least you weren't this far along or or whatever, but I, I kind of try to see the positive in that. Like, I'm like, you know what, you're right. Like, you're right. Like, because in my opinion, I'm like, this would have been so much harder for me if, if it was a stillbirth or if, or if, you know, just all these different things. If I knew if it was a boy or a girl or like, or like whatever, there's so many different forms of like pregnancy loss. So I kind of tried to view that as more like, you're right. Instead of like leaning into it and like being offended because people are going to say things like that to you and you just have to know that they mean well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just kind of a little tidbit, but I will say like opening up for community support and just like, I know posting on social media on Instagram, like that's not for everyone, but that brought me like so much healing. And I got so many messages, like I said, from different women. And like, even, even still, I got something the other day from a girl I went to high school with who had a miscarriage a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And she, she messaged me when she had the miscarriage and I talked to her. Um, And then now she's pregnant again. And she messaged me again, was just like thanking me for like talking to her the first time and like, you know, all these different things. So that just, that made me feel so good. And here I am, like, you know, I was pregnant like two months later. So that's my journey. And I'm very, very grateful, but I know that that's not 
other women's journey and I know it takes a lot longer so I have so much love and respect and compassion for those women because it really is such a, a tough thing to go through mm-hmm. yeah yeah I can only imagine how challenging a miscarriage is right I've I've had a couple abortions in my life and there is a very different texture to that right because with abortion clearly it's it's a choice whereas with miscarriage it it happens to you and in kind of relation to the spirit baby's book and divine timing i really see eye to eye with that perspective that that specific soul will reincarnate on this planet when it desires to and when the timing is right and i always feel like there's deeper healing to do within the mother, within the partnership, maybe with even even just the father before that baby is actually able to come earthbound. And so as I shared earlier, it was just so beautiful to witness you in that because I could see your heartbreak. And at the same time, I could feel your sense of deep acceptance. And this isn't to diminish anyone that like can't find that deep acceptance, right? Because I think that oftentimes that acceptance does come with time. As I shared with you earlier before we recorded, I just thought it was so beautiful how open and vulnerable you were with your community and really opening those pathways for people to reach out to you and support you. And I know that there's just a lot of shame around pregnancy loss as a whole. And I think that when we approach a situation that culturally has a lot of shame with so much vulnerability and openness and love and just rawness, it just dissolves that shame. It really just dissolves it into pure love. And I just loved how you allowed yourself to open to receive love from your family, from your friends, from your community. Because I think for a lot of women, they experience that miscarriage or any type of pregnancy loss and expect that they need to heal in solitude, that there's no one that is going to be able to support them through that journey. And so I think that you are a beautiful mirror and example for how you can move through that with, yeah, with grace, with vulnerability. And as you shared too, you got pregnant two months after which was wild. I remember you texting me just being like, I'm pregnant again. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Because as you shared too, when we closed our container, you were so ready. You know, we had worked through all the fears. Like you were ready physically, emotionally, spiritually to really call in this, this baby of yours. And yeah, like you were in that place of receptivity I would just love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about that journey of getting pregnant again, because I know that it was so exciting for you. And of course, now there's all like the fears and hesitations around, is this going to happen again? Like, how can I trust my body through this pregnancy, even though I've just gone through this quite traumatic situation? So you could just share a little bit about how you navigated that, because again, I feel like you did that with such grace. I think that that would be really supportive for anyone who's listening, who's maybe going through or has gone through a similar situation. Yeah. um, I mean, yeah, obviously that was really hard, like, especially in the, I I was so excited. And like, I remember, you know, the first time 
we were pregnant, we did all these things, you know, I think I was like seven weeks when we lost the baby and I found out I was pregnant really early. So, you know, we had known for like three weeks or something like that, but yeah, um, you were sending me all of your pregnancy tests, which were, were so like, faint. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, you were like all three days before. after, like you were supposed to get your, maybe you were three days after supposed to getting your period. And yeah, you were, you were like, are you sure that's a line? I was like, I swear to God it is. I've seen a million negative tests. <laughs> like, you're determined girl. You're determined. Yeah. And, yeah, but, no. anyway. yeah. Um, but like with the first, you know, with the first pregnancy, we like, I did all the videos. I wanted to record like how my friends reacted, all, all these things. So we, we actually like did all that. And, you know, with, after the loss, we were like, it was just so different. Like it was just so different. I don't know how to explain it. Like when I, when I found out, it just felt so much more like serious, like instead of, and, and like personal. And so I remember I took a, a test and it's so funny because I knew right away, literally, I don't know if I've, if I've told you this, but <laughs> I literally got this boob pain and I found out really, really early again, like, you know, cause I'm tracking my cycle. So of course I'm taking tests early or whatever, but I got this boob pain right in the side of my boob. <laughs> and that's what I had the first time. And I'm like, I'm going to take a test. And I literally took a test in the afternoon after I got off work and there it was the little faint line. And I'm like, literally, it's just crazy. Like, I felt like I was really in tune with my body. Like I was like, I know I'm pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And so that was crazy. But anyway, um, <laughs> I went and told my husband, like right away, I, I like ran downstairs. I was like, Oh my God, like this is positive. And he was just like, I just like, can't even wrap my brain around this right now. He's like, I just like, don't believe it. And so he was kind of like shook and didn't really even like have a reaction kind of and still processing grief from the first yeah, loss. It's hard to get excited. And I was excited, but I was like so nervous. Like my heart was racing and I was like, okay. And my brain's like running a million miles a minute. So yeah, it was really hard. And like waiting for that first ultrasound at eight weeks was like, felt so long and then just everything everything in the first trimester felt so long I remember and it, now it's like it seems so far away mm -hmm. but yeah I mean and I think a, a lot of women experience the same thing you know if you start googling things you're going to find a million other people that have went on these online forums and googled the same thing because it's such an anxiety-ridden time and I think especially if you've experienced loss like for the most part but I think for anybody like it's scary because, you know, people know how common it is. And even with it being common, you know, it doesn't make it any less hard. So yeah, I remember just thinking like, and talking to my husband about it, we were like, literally, I don't know how we're going to cope if this happens again. I, I felt like we were hanging on by a thread, just so nervous. Like both of us were like he was too. So just really, and there's nothing really to take that like anxiety away. All you can do is come back to like trusting in that divine timing and like reflecting on your spirituality and grounding yourself and like doing practices that help you relax yourself, which is like, you know, everything I learned with you. So just coming back to those practices is really what helped. And there's, there's, there's really nothing else that's going to make you feel better.
um, unfortunately. I wish there was like a like a solid answer for that, but like there just isn't. You have to find your ways that help you feel grounded and you know things that make you happy. But yeah, I once I got into the second trimester, it was a lot easier to like start trusting my body and like actually start enjoying the pregnancy. You know, like once you start showing, it's like okay, I can enjoy my pregnancy now instead of being like it being this scary like thing that doesn't feel real. But yeah, I just wanted to say the fears are like, it's it's a normal trauma response, you know, like I would consider my miscarriage as being traumatic, just how it happened and being at the doctor's office and all these things, like it was, it was a trauma that I went through. Um, so you're gonna have that like trauma response. But yeah, like I said, you just have to do your best and stay relaxed and grounded um, as you can and just kind of get through it and remind yourself that things are going to happen how they should. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my way of thinking of it. Like you said, I mean, maybe that's not for everybody, but like you have to kind of accept what's going on, even if it's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love what you shared too, about there not being a quick fix and not being like a magic bullet for this right? It's the consistent journey of grounding, of coming back to your body, of connecting back to your spirituality, connecting back to God and the divine. And yeah, there's no, there's no like, take this and you'll feel this or do this and you'll do, you'll feel that. It's like being in almost what I heard from you at least was like being in relationship to your anxiety Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, not pushing it to the side, just being like, okay, this is here. I understand why this is here. It's able to be here on the table and I'm going to continue to do everything that I know how to do to just stay grounded and relax through this process. Because if there's one thing that we know about the body is that it doesn't perform optimally when we are in that fight or flight response. So just continuously like coming back to that state of groundedness, of embodiment, of home within our center. And yeah, that's, that's really beautiful to, to hear. And I'm sure that once you hit the second trimester, it was much more like peace of mind. I mean, I know miscarriages happen, you know, up until often sometimes third trimester, which is just so terrible and and heartbreaking. But once you do reach past that first trimester, there is a lot more like, okay, this is, this is happening. I can breathe and, and trust myself. And something I'd love to hear from you too, is how you really navigated this new realm of pregnancy. There's so many things that are out there online, on Instagram, about the multitude of different ways that you can approach pregnancy and birth. And as we were talking about earlier, really navigating and finding your own truth. I think that that's really important and a really essential piece of the pregnancy and birth journey is finding empowering education and resources that align with your vision for your birth. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about that journey of like what you thought your birth was, you know, potentially going to be and look like. And obviously at the time of us having this conversation, you haven't given birth yet. So who knows what your birth story is going to be, but 
yeah, just like filtering through all of the different information and really coming to a place of like, okay, I feel I'm feeling better about what's my truth versus what's maybe someone else's. Yeah. And I, I love how you say you, your truth, because my perspective might be totally different from someone else's. And I think, and that's, that's the beauty of it is like, you have those options. Like if you, if you give yourself that knowledge and you empower yourself, you have the option to do absolutely whatever you want and feel great about it. So that's, that's kind of the cool thing. But I will say at the beginning, I, you know, I was very, I was like, Oh, I just, I want to get the epidural. I want to be, you know, medicated and I want to just do it this way. I want to be relaxed and blah, blah, blah. But you know, that's really all I knew. And that's all I knew from most of the people around me. And so I really had to ask myself, like, like once I started hearing more about all these different options and things, because of course I'm looking into it and I'm starting to think about it and I'm hearing other people's opinions and whatever. So I'm like, okay, is this my truth or is this just what I've ever known or like what I've ever heard about? And so, like I said, if, if that is your truth and that's your perspective, that's great. And that's totally fine. But once I started just like learning about interventions and like different birth experiences and things like that, um, I thought like, how do I really want this to go? Like how, what do I really like want to get out of this experience of, you know, bringing my child into the world? Like it's, it's a crazy thing. And it's probably like the coolest thing I'll ever do. And that's how I view it. Mm -hmm. And some people might just view it as like, okay, I just want the thing done. And I, and I want her or him here. And like I said, that's totally fine. But I kind of do view it as an experience as its own thing. So um, yeah, I just really started learning and I felt like knowledge was power. Like I felt like I wanted to know I'm giving birth in a hospital with an OBGYN, but I wanted to know like what was going on. I didn't want to feel intimidated while I was in the room giving birth. I wanted to be like, okay, this is what I want. This is, this is what I know, like here are my options. So I could have like the power to choose in that moment. And I knew that if I didn't have that knowledge or that power, I wasn't really going to be given options. It was going to be whatever was most convenient you know, for the staff there or whatever, because that's just how it goes, which is understandable. If you don't ask for something else, they're going to do it however they want to do it. So yeah, I just started, you know, listening to different birth stories, listening to podcasts. Um, I don't know. And I, I know we were talking about this earlier. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I'm not totally like one way, like this way or this way with anything. I think I'm very like, oh, wow. I've I might change my mind mid labor and be like, never mind. This is actually what I want to do. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm not going to like feel shame about, I mean, maybe I will, but I don't, I don't foresee myself feeling shame about it because I've accepted that I'm going to trust what like my instincts and what I think is right in that moment. So yeah, I think such a huge tip would be like, listen to people you know like listen to their birth stories if you know that they had a positive uh birth story mm-hmm. and go from there because you'll know what you want and you know you'll know what feels right like me going into it I was like I mentioned earlier I was talking to one of my friends who 
gave birth no epidural both times and I was like this is way at the beginning when I was like that was not my plan I was like you know I just don't know if I could do it and she was like telling me like this is really when I feel like I became a woman and like all these different things she was saying which I just thought was so cool but that almost intimidated me in a way like Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel the same way like at that point but I wanted to I think and I wanted to like explore that but I just remember saying oh I don't think I could do it like blah blah blah. and she's like well you're not going to be able to do it with that attitude like and she kind of like set me straight I'm like yeah you're right like you can't you you do it's like this whole mental preparation that you have to do and you know we hired a birth a birth doula which I think is going to be great for us to have someone to advocate for us and everything like that so like I said I'm not like oh, I'm going to have a home birth and have my own bathtub. But I'm also not like, oh, give me all the drugs. Like I'm just kind of like somewhere in the middle. And I'm like, this is the experience I want. And my husband totally supports whatever I want to do. And he's, you know, learned alongside me and thinks it's really cool. So if you have that support system and those people you can kind of reach out to to hear their experiences, I would say do that and figure out what, what your truth is around it. But yeah, just listening to different experiences, I think is what is the the most helpful. Yes. Yes. And I love what you said about like, you're not on this side and you're not on that, that side. And at least it's like some of the energy that I sometimes feel about certain like birth pages and birth philosophies is that if you don't, if you don't birth in this way, then there's something wrong with you, right? Or if, if you want to go to the hospital, then you don't trust your body. Or if you don't do a home, whatever it is. And I think for most people, what feels best is to really create a birth plan that is in alignment with your desires and your truth and not needing to just be in one camp and say like, every single belief and philosophy that this camp holds is mine. It's about picking and choosing what feels the most safe in your body. Cause ultimately that's, that's the desired state that your body gets to be in when, when you are giving birth is that, that sense of safety. And I love what you shared too about education is knowledge, right? That for me has always been such a deep part of my own story and my own truth. That's how I really even got into this realm of womb healing was learning about my womb, learning about my fertility and my cycle and just all the beautiful wisdom that comes from this place within our body. And yeah, it's, it's just so beautiful to witness you on this path and just to see you be in this place now of, of feeling empowered around your birth, right? We don't know exactly how it's going to go, but that mindset going into it is, is going to be massive. I love what your friend said about if that's the belief system that you're holding, then of course that's going to happen. And that even kind of ties back to how this conversation originally even began with talking about, am I fertile? Am I able to even conceive, right? Our mindsets really interfere with the biologic capabilities of our bodies. And so if we're in this negative thought spiral and negative belief spiral, it's going to impact our biology, right? It's the biology of belief. There's a beautiful book written on that by Bruce Lipton, I believe. And so yeah, just reframing that mindset, I'm sure was so powerful for you. 
Yeah, and I think too, something else that's like important to note just like around this conversation, um, I think it's so easy to like get caught up in judgment and judge like choices other women make um, and like almost like get like an ego around something like that's kind of why and I know I do it too like you're a human you do it like you you get egos an ego around something sometimes when you think you know what's best right so I I just wanted to point out I think it's important to try and understand that the reason women may make different decisions around this or hold different belief systems is based on different things. Like I remember talking to one of my friends, she hasn't um, been pregnant or given birth or anything like that, but we were just kind of like talking about giving birth without an epidural and stuff like that. And she was telling me like, and I had never even like really thought of it this way, but she just doesn't like the way she feels when she's numb. So Mm -hmm. she's like, that to her that makes her feel scared and uncomfortable and out of control so I'm like I never even really like thought of that as like a reason to not do that you know what I mean like there's there there's so many different reasons people or women might choose something um and you just have to kind of like let go of your own beliefs and like you said living your truth and do the best you can to have the knowledge and the power in yourself to make those decisions for yourself. Yes. Yes. I love that. What are you the most excited about, about having a baby girl? I'm sure just having a girl is. I'm so exciting. What are you the most (laughs) excited to teach her and share with her about her body and her womb? Yeah. um, And this is something my husband and I both talk about like, and he's so funny. Like I, of course I've talked to him about, you know, a lot of the stuff we've learned and about birth control and he's so funny. He's like, our daughter's never getting on birth control. Like, it's so funny, but I'm like, no, I, it's her choice. And that, and you know, that's, that's my opinion, but I'm, I'm so excited to like teach her the tools and the knowledge I've learned about like tracking your cycle, listening to your body like all the benefits of just living in your cyclical rhythm. Um, But the thing, like I said, I'm most excited for is to give her all these like teachings, but let her know that it's her body and her choice. Because like I said, women choose different things for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. Um, I know I grew up thinking my only option was birth control or else you'd get pregnant. Um, And I even grew up in a Catholic household. So it's kind of an interesting, (laughs) an interesting thing. Um, but that's kind of what society taught me, I think as well. Um, but now I realize that's not the truth and I wish I would have known that at a young age. So that's what I'm excited to like, give her that opportunity. Like, you know, this isn't your only option and there's all these different avenues you can take to like knowing your body, because I think even just not just the act of not being on birth control and being sexually intimate or sexually active or anything, or even if you're not, but like you kind of have to know your body if you want to avoid getting pregnant or if you want to get pregnant, like you're kind of forced to. So it's kind of this beautiful thing, actually. I remember thinking like growing up in a Catholic household, it gave me a bad taste in my mouth, like, you know, because when you're Catholic, they don't want you to be on birth control. They don't want you to you know, even like use con, like all these different things. Um, 
And so I'm like, well, that's stupid. And so my brain just kind of totally like reverted like the other way because I was like resisting that. And it's just interesting. Like after our work together, I actually, the, I guess, clinic I go to now that my doctor works at, it is a Catholic um, clinic and they take, I started doing a cycle tracking class there and they do they're very big on like cervical mucus and everything because that's like the best way you can really like track avoid achieve pregnancy so that kind of led me there and I think it's such a beautiful thing and I never would have reached out to them if I hadn't learned what I learned from you because I was just so ready to get pregnant again I was like okay what can I do like (laughs) I was probably like pushing it too hard but you know, I found them and um, they took my miss, my previous miscarriage really seriously with this pregnancy and they kind of take everything very seriously. And that's been like a blessing. Like, you know, they really care. And so it's just kind of funny, like how that sort of thing, like kind of came back to me when I like resisted it. Um, but it just goes back into like, people have different reasons for the choices that they make. And I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and your stories here today. The final question that I would just love for you to share about is, are there any words of advice that you would share with another woman who is on the fence about working with me one-on-one together? What, yeah, just like any insights, any words of advice that you think could support them, whether it's you know, I know for you, you sat on the fence about reaching out for me, reaching out to me for a while. And I hear that from a lot of women. They're like, I've been wanting to reach out for you for so long. And I just feel this like resistance, you know? And so I'm curious what words of advice you would share with a woman who is on the fence about either working with me or even just jumping into this work in general. Yeah, I would say if Haley's content resonates with you and you're ready to like make a huge investment in yourself, go for it. Um, Like she just said, I followed her for a while, but never reached out. But I always knew something was kind of like pulling me that way. Um, And I wanted to learn more. So I think it's important to note, though, at the same time, like you don't have to have all these like terrible period symptoms to like Mm -hmm. get anything out of your work with Haley. Like I didn't even really like I had a kind of an irregular cycle, like a longer cycle. And I had some cramps, but I wasn't like, you know, that wasn't killing me. Like I was I was used to all that. That's not really like the main reason I reached out, I guess. But and of course she can help you with that and provide all those health and wisdom. Then so much deeper than that. Yeah. It's, it's so much deeper than that. Like I really view her as like, like a life coach, like a, a feminine coach. Like I've, I've said like life coach when I'm talking about you, like I was talking about you to my dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, what, you know, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. She's like a life coach. Like that's, that's like how I feel because of how like intertwined everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she just opened so many other doors for me than just like learning about my cycle. So it's just, it's just a lot more than that. And that's all I can really say, because like everything that you are are going to work on with someone is going to be so different than like, you know, how our work was together. Maybe it could be very similar, but it also could be like very different. Mm-hmm. And I know that because everything that like 
we worked on together was just based off of like stuff you were hearing from me in our sessions. Like you weren't, you didn't have this pre-planned, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. It was like, what am I telling you? And what are you hearing from me? And in that moment right then you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like, like you just knew. Um, and of course that's going to be different for everyone because everyone's having different life experiences. So yeah, I would say do it. And like, of, of course, something like this is going to be an, an investment, but this is the first time I've ever like invested in myself in this way. And it was a very cool experience. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yes. I, I wear many hats and it's, it's taken me a while to like really come to that place of like full acceptance for that multidimensionality of my work because it is really unique and tailored towards exactly what you're moving through. And woman cycle healing, in my opinion, is not in a box. It's in the context of your entire life and your entire relationship with your feminine energy and your womanhood. And so there's so many different like avenues that we get to explore that through. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter your lifestyle. Like, like I said, I, work on my computer and I live in Nebraska. Like I don't, I don't, live in the, I don't live in the beautiful warm mountains like Haley. And like, we have, we just have different like lifestyles in a way. And like, you don't have to have a certain lifestyle to, you know, learn something from her and, but you can take inspiration. Like if, if she inspires you, then I encourage you to reach out. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me in this conversation and sharing your story and your experience and your wisdom with everyone. It's been such a pleasure to connect with you in this way. And thank you for everyone tuning in. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. All right, lovely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Root Moon Collective podcast. It means the absolute world when you leave a rating or rate the show. So if you found value in today's conversation, please share the message, share the medicine with your community. If you want to plug into all of the magic happening in the collective, feel free to join me on Instagram at Root and Womb Co. And you can check out all of our offerings over at the website, rootandwombcollective.com. I will see you next time.